Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. Today, my guest is Kevin Peranio, the Chief Lending Officer at PRMG, to talk about some of the distinctives of his company and why he's bullish on this business going into 2023. Kevin was a very enthusiastic and successful originator who then became one of the youngest partners in PRMG's history. He is one of HousingWire's Vanguard winners and a frequent speaker at our events because of the way he marries his lending expertise with marketing know-how. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Sarah, for having me. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Absolutely. You know, we've known each other for years. You were one of our first speakers that we had at Engage Marketing back in the day. Yes, I remember that. I think my first one was in Charlotte. And I think that was, um, I think it was officially your second one. But man, that was like such a, a coming out party for Housing Wire for, for me and a lot of the industry, I believe. You know what? That was that was one where a lot of new companies were formed, partnerships. That was a, a fantastic event, and I feel like we've we've only gotten better. Honestly, it's pretty amazing now. But 100%. we loved having you on. Hundred percent. One of the reasons we did is because um, you're a person who you know. So you're the chief lending officer at PRMG, but that really doesn't even encapsulate all the things that you do. And so one of the things that you do is you're very savvy on social and marketing and, and all of that. And so um, so happy to have you on today to talk about, you know, it's the end of the year. We want to talk about what does this year look like? What are you looking forward to for next year? So first question is, give us your take on the market as we close out 2022. Well, you know, the, the day of this recording, uh, before it goes live, this is the winter solstice. It is the shortest day of the year, the darkest day of the year. and I'm telling you right now, like I'm not like some spiritual weirdo, but people's mindsets, it really is affected by nature. I mean, I, I, I can just, I can tell, I mean, people, you know, are, are just kind of down right now, you know, it's the holidays too, but yeah, you know, people's mindsets are absolutely affected by, uh, you know, the holidays. I mean, you know, there's no coincidence that, you know, this is uh, it's a time of year when people are reflecting and, you know, there's a lot of sad things that happen just in life in general. And, um, you know, uh, our business is the first of the sectors around the, the economy to go into uh, a recession. Um, I wouldn't call it a deep recession, but it certainly feels that way for us that have been just rocking and rolling in 20 and 21. But I spend so much of my time trying to keep everyone focused forward and, you know, have you look at, you know, where things are going, where skate to where the puck is going, like Wayne Gretzky said. And, um, you know, sometimes people need a reminder, you know, you've got your, you've got your producers out there that, you know, their mindset's good and they've never stopped working and they just roll with the punches. But there's some people that just need a reminder of the lay of the land. And even though the second half of the year was brutal, you know, I keep saying it's a tale of two halves, you know, we're seeing a lot of green shoots right now. And, uh, you know, whether it be, um, interest rates have been coming down since early November with the CPI print being, positive. We've had two CPI prints in a row that are positive, showing inflation coming down. Uh, we've shown interest rates improve by, in some coupons, as much as a point. And uh, bars are still looking. You know, I remember attending um, the Housing Wire uh, Summit, you know, doing the CEO forum that, you know, you and your team, you know, uh, kindly invited me to. And uh, on the last day when, you know, um, all the different, uh, you know, data 
data and policy peeps are out there talking. Uh, this one lady from MLS Insights, she's like, people are online looking at houses more than ever. The data literally shows they're looking. And we're seeing our pipeline swell with prequels right now. The business is growing. It's a seasonal business. People kind of go into hiding here in the holidays. But in just a couple of weeks, really things start to turn around. And those translate into fundings in March all the way through July, which uh, I dub as spring purchase season. So it's just, you know, I spend a lot of my time reminding people that, you know, our business is cyclical and we're just about to turn the corner. Now, how much each of us turn, how much companies turn, you know, everyone has their own models and their own structures. Um, I think, you know, those who've been focused on purchase business most of their career um, are about to feel normal, maybe even feel like full-blown growth here in the next couple months. And I think that's a really positive way to end the year and have our mind forward focused on what's coming. I love that mindset. And I I agree with you that we have had this positive housing data come out, which is a Christmas gift to the housing industry that's that's had a pretty tough year in the second half, to your point. So how do you keep your loan originators engaged um, you know, when it's in this dark period? Well, you know, data doesn't pay the bills, right, for loan officers. And um, you've got God bless our originators. You know, they start every month at zero. They make no money. They put no food on the table for their families. The first day of every month, it, you know, you start from scratch. Now, of course, you know, many of them have a database or a model or, you know, a way they do business. And, you know, they're they're pretty certain they're going to get some business done. And so, uh, you know, we're focused on, um, you know, what are some tactics that are winning? What are some things that are helping originators win in this current market? Um, you know, for example, we're, um, you know, you mentioned social uh, media. You know, we're really uh, helping people with their social media. We're helping people with their marketing automation. Uh, <clears throat> one thing we did about two and a half years ago, you know, uh, we're we're a very entrepreneurial platform. We'll serve originators in any way, but not every originator, you know, you know, they may be really good at you know communicating to a bar and solving a problem on a loan level basis, but they not they may not be uh, uh, a marketing expert. And uh, that's why I love the marketing uh, summit that you guys put on because a lot of times, you know, the difference between a good business and a great business is truly marketing. And so we're helping people with their marketing. And um, we took it upon ourselves to have an internal digital marketing and lending team where we've been um, doing work on behalf of all of our originators in all three channels. So we're helping you, know, our origina- uh, originators that sell us business, whether through you know, our retail channel, it's got about a thousand originators or our wholesale and non core channels. You know, we help them with their marketing. We help them with their product. We help them with their communication. Uh, we help them with the automation. We give them strategies and tips. We come up with new product mix. We explain how to sell those products, um, you know, whether it's non-QM or even a paper. And, and so you know, a lot of, a lot of that tactical approach, um, you know, is in social selling um, because sales in its essence is just communication, right? It's not, you know, Sarah, I'm going to make you buy something you don't want to buy. You know, you, you know, you want a roof over your head, right? Especially now when it's freezing cold in Dallas, my hometown. So, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing that's, you don't need to convince someone to have shelter. You know, you, you talk to them about, you know, uh, just tactical approach. And so those are some things we're doing. Um, I would say, um, our technology stack, uh, at our company is customizable. It's the only company that can customize literally every stack per LO. Um, we offer uh, a way to have no trigger leads at all on your entire pipeline. Um, absolutely no trigger leads whatsoever. Um, I know the entire industry is now trying to figure out 
you know, how to use soft pulls and, uh, you know, with credit report expenses going up, we've already figured that out. Um, you know, we did that, um, you know, all through last, uh, all through this past year. So there's a lot of things that we're working on tactically to help, uh, you know, originators from all channels, uh, as we start the new year. What are some of those products that you mentioned that, you know, like they need to get up to speed on and that they need to really understand and, and help people through this? I, I mean, we know that home equity is big. What else is going on? You know, I, I, I like that you brought up home equity cause I, I kind of had this, contrarian thought and, I, and I'm, I'm a little contrarian so I, I apologize if I if I'm not stubborn I don't say no just to say no but um, you know I honestly think HELOCs are an absolute waste of time for an originator I mean they're uh, for an originator right you know they um, they're small they don't pay a lot they don't you know they're a lot of time spent um, you know for um, uh, you know very little uh, F, uh, I guess effect for an originator's pipeline um, and to be honest with you, banks are really good at them. You know, uh, this is a time in the market where depository banks, you know, where they shine, you know, they've got balance sheet lending. Uh, they're very strong on their proprietary products, whether it be, you know, um, they call it non-agency, right? So whether Jumbo or HELOC. And so let them go have that, right? You know, let, let them have that. I have no problem saying, you know what, we're not the best at a HELOC. Let this bank go do your HELOC. Uh, now, from a consumer's perspective, I totally get it. You know, um, I read some crazy stat like 95% of all loans out there are at 5% or under on their interest rate. So, so maybe as a rate and term, you know, they're not going to refinance that first lien. So if they need cash for whatever reason, maybe they want just enough on a HELOC. And that's great. I mean, that, that's a fantastic product for that consumer. If I'm an originator, I'm out fully focused on purchase money. I'm out looking for large loans. I'm out looking for um, ways to help borrowers get over the the hump, the hurdle of home ownership. I mean, we have a ton of down payment assistance programs, um, you know. Which, to be honest, like you know, I'm not trying to contradict myself, but you know, they don't make a lot of money either. And 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 so, you know, just to show you that we're not just in it for ourselves and in it for money, you know, Chinoa loans, housing authority loans, which we do a ton. I mean, we're we're certainly an expert at that. They don't pay well, but they serve our community. And so that is kind of our overall goal is to serve our community. And that is a great starter loan for someone. So we do a ton of down payment assistance. Um, we also do non-QM loans. And um, we don't want to be known as a non-QM lender, but we have three really good in-house bank product uh, product lines that we do. We do. Um, but we're not doing them because we're afraid of a paper and all the challenges that go with some of the bigger lenders out there that plan that space. We do a ton of a paper too. And, you know, People think that an A paper loan is cookie cutter and, uh, you know, you can just simply, uh, you know, commoditize that, but look at better mortgage, right? I mean, you know, a company, uh, you know, was set up to do easier loans and it was good when there are a lot of easy loans and now there's not, they, they see that it's not that easy, but there's still a lot of A paper getting done. And so it's just mostly purchase. It's mostly trying to figure out the puzzle and see what's best for the consumer and kind of piece things together. Work on their income here at tax uh, year end, tax planning for them, um, and then you know maybe they didn't like a seven percent rate, right? So then you talk to them about a two one buy down, or a one uh, point you know uh, lender paid buy down, or even a three two one buy down. And so we're not pivoting away from a paper because um, you know uh, it's gotten more commoditized. We think that it's still, especially for first time homebuyers, it's still a huge um, commitment and an education and communication process. So. Those are the product mixes that we really lean in on. And I got to tell you, 
FHA has made a huge comeback, you know, in the last six months of the year because their rates are just so much better. And, you know, we get that MIP cut, hopefully, you know, with this uh, new round of budget or not, you know, it could be even um, even better. But uh, those are the product the products that we're, uh, we're really leaning hard on. So we've done a lot of reporting this year on what kind of mortgage lending model is going to do well in this purchase market and really position a company for, you know, being the leader, being one of the leaders in the next five years, 10 years. And you have really different models, right? You've got, you've got your rocket, which is just recently really diversified into things that aren't even mortgage, right? So you've got rocket companies going into like, they bought Truebill. Now they're, they've got like rocket money. They've got this other thing. They're, they're kind of, spreading it out and just their goal is to get to the consumer and then bring them into that, you know, universe and do other things. You have other people who are doubling down on the mortgage part. Um, you know, UWM is a great example of that like, you know, they, they're going to do nothing but mortgage and that's what they want to do. Where does, where does your company come in? Like, what do you think about that? And what is your model? Well, I, 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 I like this question and I know most people shy away from it, especially, you know, publicly and, um, and, and, and for anyone from Rocket listening, don't get your feelings hurt. You guys are the Yankees. You have all the money. You win all the championships. Okay, so I can I can talk about your model, and you may not like my model, and that's okay. Like, but um, you know, Rocket's just you know they're they're an amazing company. They're really well run, um, but they made a decision long ago that um, they really want to lean into uh, uh, marginalizing the originator. And um, I know they have a wholesale channel and they have a great wholesale tech, but the bulk of their business has come from consumer direct and that, and so they're, they're a consumer direct company. They, they, like you said, they take the friction out of it. I like their play they're doing with, uh, you know, credit unions and banks. They, uh, they took mortgage as a service, if you will. And they created like this kind of Salesforce in a box system and say, you know, here, credit union bank, you've got these members that want to do loans, but you don't really have a good origination channel. Let us try and help you with that. I like that. They're trying to diversify true bill. You bring up, um, is, uh, is pretty cool. I like Halcyon. Uh, Halcyon is, um, you know, for the, for all companies not named Rocket, there's a company out there called Halcyon that offers a very similar thing where, you know, you can, um, do tax verification data, but then also help bars with their tax prep, um, very cheaply might I add. Um, so I love that. Um, UWM, which by the way, like my friend Matt Eshbia, I mean, come on, they just bought the Phoenix Suns. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, like that's pretty cool. You know, uh, like just take all of your competition and your models and everything aside. I mean, you know, you've got another lender now, another owner in our business that owns a sports franchise. I mean, $4 billion. So um, I looked on the schedule, uh, Dan Gilbert's Cavaliers um, host the Suns on January 4th. And then they go back to Phoenix on January, oh, yeah. on January 8th. I'd love to see those guys like shake and hug it out mid court, but I have a feeling it's not going to happen. Uh, but, uh, but I, yeah, I love it. Or what if they had like a what if they had like a a, a goal challenge? You know, like do do a, do a round of horse right there, and then and then you know something's decided there. I don't know. Oh, Ish would bragging rights. Ish would smoke him. He is an actual basketball player. I mean, he played for Tom <laughs> I know. Izzo. Like, how cool is that? You know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's an unfair advantage. But um, really, really proud of uh, you know to know to know Matt and that they've done. But you know, their model, like you said, is they've gone all in on wholesale, and um, and that's that's interesting because. You know, if you can put your whole business around wholesale brokers and serving them in the way they want to be served, or you put your whole model around consumer direct, and then of course you, you know, you do things around that basis, right? That that thesis of here's what you're going to be. Our model is we're built by originators for originators. So that's our model at PRMG. We're the only ones that say that. 
Some other lenders have tried to copy that uh, trademark. We've had to send them cease and desist letters. Um, so, so maybe we're dumb because we'll never be number one. You know, we'll never. If you know, you take one model and you 10x down on it, you can be number one, like UW one. UWM was in Q3. Um, you can do that, and um, and God bless them. You know, for us, we serve originators, and the reality is, originators want to be served in many different ways. They don't. They aren't just wholesale brokers. I, I haven't seen um, the Q3 market share numbers for wholesale, but I know in Q2 the market share was like 16%, and um, I assume that it grew in Q3. I haven't seen the final numbers come out um, in any of the publications. Maybe you know, but but even if it's 20 or 21%, there's all this. I mean, this enormous, massive part of the industry at this moment that wants to be served a different way. And so at PRMG, we just put originators first. And I will tell you what I find is that originators come and go based not necessarily on their model, but on their immediate leadership. You know, are they an individual loan officer and does their does their branch manager or their production manager, do they help them grow their business? Do they help them develop their business? Do they serve them? Do they make them better? Do they help them grow, right? Maybe you don't like your immediate manager and you're like, you know what? I got to make a move. And then you might look potentially to another channel, um, like going to wholesale or if you're in wholesale, maybe you want to go back to your retail manager because you jumped to wholesale lender and you don't like the, the, the person you work for. It, you know, to me, immediate leadership is so important. And I think that matters more than anything. And, um, and so, I, I, you know, so for us, we recognize that. And because we have three channels, we shift with whatever, the, whatever originators want. You know, we'll serve them anyway. You know, some people don't want to stop at being a broker. Some are so entrepreneurial minded they're like, not only am I never going to work for someone like UKP at PRMG, I would never do that. I'm going to have my own business, but why would I stop at being a broker? I'm going to build a lender and challenge you. I want to deliver mandatory. I want to have my own underwriter because the pricing's better and I can control my own destiny. You know, So we have a delegated channel. We buy closed loan packages there too. So it's really hard for us because we serve originators however they want to be served. It's a huge challenge. Trust me, to, to be a multi-channel lender that just says, Anytime an originator says, here's how I want to be helped, we try and do that. That's very challenging for us, but that's what we chose at PRMG. And so we'll never be number one. And that's okay. We we feel good about what we do and we love what we do. And we just serve originators however they want. That's who we are. That's our model. Um, we, I think it resonates with a lot of people. Um, I think you know a, a good portion of our uh, originator base and our channels you know, are absolute raving fans of us. And we serve our communities at a local level. I still believe an originator at the local level is the absolute best option for a consumer. And, um, you know, we do that for all three channels. And I think that that is, uh, is what you could stand on and say what the PRMG model is. I like that you mentioned early on the tech, because I think that's obviously huge for, for the originators. And I think that, you know, one thing I know about you is that you are the entrepreneur that goes around and, and figures out what is the best that we can bring back and what, what should we offer? What do we do our, our own solutions, things like that. So tell me a little bit about how you see tech and what you guys are doing with tech. Well, you know, for, first of all, I love tech. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, you know, I'm not like, I'm not the person that goes out and gets like the, the next new shiny object, right? I, I really do vet out tech. Um, when I moved from South Florida and Fort Lauderdale, I was for 13 years, uh, about seven years ago at this point, I moved here to Orange County in Southern California to become a partner in PRMG. And, you know, as chief lending officer, you know, my, my role is like, all right, I, I have to help develop sales for all three channels. And I didn't realize, you know, 
um, at the time how tech deficient our company was. And now I call our company absolutely a tech leader. Not not because of me, of course, you know, because we've we've made a concerted effort to be better in technology. And we still are trying to be better in technology. I mean, you know, look at look at look at your Android or your iPhone. I mean, they come out with a new one every 12 months, right? You know, for a reason, you know. And so I I think that um, you know, there's a way to to lean in on tech. But we, but it will never for it will never replace the relationship aspect of this business, and I think that's where the companies, you know, you see them run by these kind of tech guys. They're not mortgage people. They don't they don't get it. Like you know, someone that fires you know thousands on a Zoom call is not a relationship person. You know what I mean? You know they don't get human beings, and so this is an emotional business. People buying homes for the first time are extremely emotional and scared. At times, and so where we use tech is to make sure that it um, reduces friction, uh, compresses time, and helps us scale our business on those tasks that can be automated or more enhanced. But then gives us that time back to be more human, to develop more relationships, to develop business on a on a peer to peer, person to person level, and and so we lean heavy on tech. But we don't lean extremely heavy on tech because our consumers are not extremely tech driven, right? You know, if I save the time with an automated loan application, which I think our point of sale is absolutely the best of the business. Um, if we're using Blend and we send someone a, a loan ap- application, you know, let's say we send someone that link. Um, some of your old school originators are like, well, I want to be on the phone and talk to the bar and, and hold their hand every step of the way. But, you know, Think, think about these two examples. Like, how many dependents do you have, Kevin? Oh, I've got four children. They're three. Five. How old are they, Kevin? Oh, they're three, five, seven, and nine. Okay. Are you a co-endorser on a note? No. You know, have you owned a home before? No. So, so going through all those things, just trust the tech. Send them a world-class link to a great point of sale. Have them fill it out. Schedule a time to sit down with them. Read the app before you get on with them. So now let's take that same time I had. Okay. Hey, KP. I see you have four kids. Are you trying to buy a home in this area? Where are you looking? I bet you're thinking about, you know, what are some good school districts? Um, what are some of your thoughts there? In that same time that I was asking how many kids, how many dependents do they have? You know, how old are they? You know, have you owned a home before? Are you a U.S. citizen? I don't need to, I don't need to spend time doing that. So I can send them a world-class experience that's technology-driven get my time back, get their time back. And then when we are together on the phone, I'm doing something that's really deep. Man, this person already, they actually read how many kids I have and they were thoughtful enough to ask me, you know, which you probably would have done anyway. But instead of taking an hour to do all that, you could take 20 minutes and or even 30 minutes. And so so for me, technology, we lean on it enough uh, to be world-class in tech, but to give our originators their time back and, um, you know, just reduce friction so they can scale their business in a relationship-driven way. That is tech. That's leading with tech. And I think that's where, you know, it's it's super important. Well, I love that because I think if you're not strategic with tech, it, it really isn't doing you any good. So I, I bought a house um, over the summer and, you know, I, I shopped around. And one of the things that I did was call and... Um, um, no, I did an app on my phone. It went through the whole thing. It was like 25 minutes, you know, did all this stuff. Person calls me right back after that. They want to go through every single point that I just put into my phone. And I was like, <laughs> why? I was like, 
wait, this is broken because I know how this is supposed to work. And like you said, like instead of taking that information and value adding back to me as a consumer, giving me something I don't have, you literally just wasted 25 minutes of my time. And You're then such I'm a like, millennial. You're such a millennial. <laughs> what a waste of my time. I'm way too old for that. But maybe it's my kids who have influenced me. But, you know, I think that I like what you said about you want to have the tech that your customers care about. And I think that that's so, um, so interesting. I think we saw that, um, you know, with some of the tech solutions that we have, even whole tech categories, um, we realize now that like there's not huge adoption because people maybe don't care about that. We thought they did. We thought it was going to be great. It maybe would save some time. But I do think if you don't start with the customer first, you can just be chasing those shiny objects. Oh, what a great example. So let me ask a question. Did you still do the loan with that originator? Nope, I did not. Oh, interesting. Nope. So- you talked to another one. I did. And that second one, did they get the business? They did. Yep. So so this is this is a great example. So I remember hearing a stat at that housing wire summit. I think that was 2000, it was 16 or 17 when we were in Charlotte. Um, but I, I remember someone said, if you if you're a loan officer, if you're an originator or a realtor and you speak to a borrower, you win that business like 55% of the time. If you're the first or second realtor or originator, you win the business 88% of the time. Now, both those stats have actually gone higher. So now it's in the 60s and in the 90s for one or one or two, right? And so the the point there is that um, because you were smart enough to shop twice, right? You're you're certainly smarter than the average bear um, and you had a comparison. So you compare one and two and you're like, now I can make a choice. I, I, I gave myself a choice and I like one or two better. But the reason why most consumers don't go with more than two is because it's a lot of time. It you're is. like, God, I'm not going to do this a third time. I got <laughs> to fill out an app a third time and have the same conversation a third time. Most people don't do it. And so, so where we focused a lot of our tech and we've been doing a really good job is landing the conversation. So, you know, and that's where Rocket really wins, right? That's why they've always been number one is because they land the conversation first. And again, if you get to the consumer first or first or second, you're winning. And so, so we spent a lot of our time in investing in quote tech in, in driving an initial conversation. So, you know, I can make 50 phone calls a day and I'm on the phone all the time. I'm a hammer. I'm on it. I'll never stop talking. I love it. I love talking to people when I was, uh, you know, originating or I was a wholesale account executive. I mean, I just, I, I, I work 20 hours this week. I work 20 hours on Monday, literally on Monday. And, um, to be honest with you, like three hours of that was cutting content. So now, you know, like this conversation we're having, which I'm so blessed to be on your podcast is going to reach thousands of people. Thousands of people on one recording, okay, and they're going to hear about KP and KP talks dollars and cents, and you know my LinkedIn presence and my YouTube channel, and you know it's really just to serve. Those are nuggets I give, like I'm giving right now, right? Um, you know I don't originate, so I'm not like trying to aggregate deals, right? But if I was a loan officer and I was uh, communicating at scale, right? I'm finding ways to get whether it's mine my own database with you know triggers and alerts like you might see through you know Sales Boomerang or using Total Expert as your CRM and of course there's plenty of options for both. Um, that's just what we use. Um, or I'm using social media and I'm social selling 
I'm having conversations at scale and I'm driving business at scale. I'm attracting business at scale and I'm always present and speaking when borrowers want to be spoken to and I'm being more targeted, right? I can I can hunt with a sniper rifle rather than a shotgun approach, which is what consumer direct companies do. They shotgun everywhere and just hope, you know, hey, you know, I've thought about doing this loan like 30 times now and I see this thing on the TV and now I'm in a call, right? That's that's a less targeted approach. And that's not to say that consumer direct companies can't be targeted in their their ad spend, but it's 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 at scale and in mass, right? Whereas, you know, we are teaching people and spending our tech dollars right now on targeted approaches, mining our database, um, talking to things. You know, if you see your database of people 65 and up or 62 and up, and then you separate that and you send them a Heckam loan ad or, you know, send them an ad, send them a text. And then, you know, of your past clients and, you know, how would you like to never have a mortgage payment for the rest of your life? You know, that's such a little good little hook. You know, it doesn't take long to do that. And, you know, you may get some deals and now you, you know, I, I, I've got a, a, a mom, it's a widow, you know, I, you know, we all have parents. I would love for my, now, you know, fortunately my, my dad, before he passed a couple of years ago was, you know, got to a level to where our home was free and clear, but there are many elderly out there that are sitting on this asset. They have no idea how to tap in that equity. They may have bills. They're on fixed income. Inflation's been an invisible tax on people uh, with low to moderate income and people on fixed income budgets, our parents. And so, you know, I, I would love for, you know, um, at scale, some kind of ad going out there to show my mom or show our parents there's a way to save money and put cash flow in your pocket using this asset to sitting there. And so, you know, how do you speak at scale targeted approach in a modern way, getting people to call to action. So that's a lot of our tech, quote unquote, tech dollars right now are being spent on driving that initial conversation that you were able to have and then had one or two and then capture and convert. So that, you know, and again, I don't want to sound salesy because, you know, we're, we're providing a service. Like we feel good. Like we don't feel like we're selling. If, if an elderly person is strapped for cash and they get a heck them, you did, you did, I mean, that's the most amazing, I mean, now their kids who may be hard up, you know, and don't own a home and they're renting or maybe counting on that asset and inheritance, I'm sorry, um, you know, uh, get out there and, uh, and and go find a way to, to open a door. Uh, you know, mom and dad worked hard a lot longer than you, you know, uh, too bad, you know, but, um, but the reality is that person got served in a fantastic manner. And, um, and that's, that's what originators do at scale in the community. We provide a service and we really, really help people. Um, you know, structure their debt, finance their home, put a roof over their head. If I'm an originator sitting out here, what's the one piece of advice you'd give me that like to to do better? I don't care who you are. Like you might be just starting out. You might be someone who has a really great pipeline and, and a lot of contacts. What's the number one piece of advice you would give them? Well, I would, I, I was saying on my, on my, uh, my LinkedIn content uh, back in June and July, save your money. I hope you saved. I hope you saved. I saw this part of the cycle, um, but I don't want to sound like uh, I don't want to sound like Dad here. Uh, but you know, um, our 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 business is cyclical, and um, you know, uh, just know that there. You know, my dad told me, you know, in in 2007 when First Magnus, where I worked, went out of business. Um, in the last half of August, he goes, "Son, you didn't make the wave, but you look good riding it." And uh, you know, I, it always kind of stuck with me because um, you know. Our business really is predicated on on interest rates, and um, and so 
Uh, that's not to diminish what we do for a living as an originator, especially. And so, um, you know, just know that, you know, the, the, the worst is over. Uh, good times are coming. There is nothing that, uh, that beats sweat equity. I mean, working hard and having work ethic is absolutely the most important thing in this business. And, um, I always find the harder I work, the luckier I get. And, uh, you know, you know, uh, just a general reminder, it's, it's financial services, right? Serve, we serve, we serve for success. And, you know, there are a lot of people that got in this business because it was easy money and, uh, they enjoy the schedule and and don't get me wrong. I'm sitting here in my kitchen, you know, at one 30 in the afternoon, I'm still going to drive into Corona for the next God knows how many hours. Um, but you know, so we love the flexibility. We love the fact that I can be here to help put my youngest child down for a nap while my wife gets the other kids, but I'm still working. Right. So, you know, just, just know that all these things that this business can afford us, um, it, it doesn't replace work ethic. And a lot of people, when they look at who the most successful, I mean, look at Sean Benozian. He's the number one originator in America. He did a billion dollars this year, this year, this year that people are like, "Whoa, is me. The dude works. He's got a system in place. Um, he's got great marketing. Um, he's got a great QR code strategy. He has some other strategies. I won't give away his tips. Um, but you know, he has a team around him of support of amazing people that ops inside drives the outside. And even now he's winning and the dude's a beast. He works hard. And so it's okay. Recharging right now. This is that time of the season. We can dial it back and, and be with family and get ready for the new year. But, um, you know, sometimes our efforts don't bear fruit for years. You know, I still have borrowers call me back from seven, eight years ago, you know, and they, they just, they never forgot me, you know, for whatever reason I stood out in their mind and, you know, maybe I dripped on them on a, on a campaign, you know, my market, maybe my marketing reminded them that, Hey, I'm still here and I'm their trusted advisor. And so sometimes the fruit that we bear can be years in the making, you know, and, and, and so you got to play the infinite game, like Simon Sinek says, just constantly work, constantly build your contacts and your network. There's an abundance of business out there. There's tons of business out there. And sometimes all that hard work, you know, you don't see immediate results and that's, that's okay. That's part of the game. Just keep your head in it. And if you love doing this, then it's not a job. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a lifestyle of servitude and building our communities. And, um, there's nothing more rewarding than, you know, helping people with their finances and putting them in a home. I mean, I know it sounds cheesy, but the American dream is alive and well, even right now in the depths of this housing recession, we're seeing it and, um, better times are definitely ahead and longer days. And Lord, I love it. I love talking to you on this shortest day of the year as we're looking forward. You're such a positive guy. I wish people <laughs> could see you sitting in your kitchen because you are wearing a red Santa themed fedora on your head. It is hilarious and adorable. And so anyway, <laughs> thank you, Kevin, so much for being on. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Always love talking with you. Thank you, Sarah. Happy holidays. have the 2022 housing market forecast changed? Or how is the industry navigating the shift to a purchase-driven market? HousingWire's premium content program, HW+, 
answers questions like these and offers a variety of member exclusive benefits that are tailored to what you need to stay competitive and agile in today's fast paced market. Go to housingwire.com forward slash membership to join today. With your HW Plus membership, you get access to longer form digital content, the Housing Wire magazine, member exclusive rates to in-person events like Housing Wire Annual, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.